Oh, he's back. He's back. Let him in. I will just. Let oh, we're live. Yeah, let me, <laughs> let me, let me mute myself. We're live, everybody. As Stephanie said, we're live on YouTube. Welcome again to another amazing episode of Divi Chat. Got to let one of our co-hosts in here, Mr. Tim Strifler. So let's get him in here, and then we can get started. <laughs> he sounds so like gonna, it's a, I'm gonna, it's a I'm secret gonna, episode. I'm going to be like, like, like Mr. Rogers today and <laughs> talk very low because I'm in a coffee shop and I don't want to met, you know, mess with my co-coffee people. Ambiance. Um, Tim, by the way, we are live on YouTube. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Divi Chat. We are live. This week, we're going to talk about our favorite features, new and old. And I hope that these three awesome people have amazing features because I've only got one. And so they'll be doing all the talking today. And all right, before we get You've got started, one and go. it's your developer named Jonathan. That's right. Let's go around and introduce ourselves today. Ladies first, who wants to go first? Let me guess, one, you, whoever's, name, whoever's name starts with an S, go first. Probably, probably. Uh -huh. Go for it, Sarah. Sorry, I just realized my hand's really naughty. Um, hi, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. Uh, you can catch me at endure.com.au, Endure Web on the socials, although I'm not there very often because life is busy and I'm always building websites, which is a good thing, right? Except I'm not doing my social obligations online, but I'm there sometimes. Hi, Sarah. Hi. You're, you're still muted, David. This is gonna be a problem the whole episode. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, Sarah. Hey. <laughs> hey, Steph. We all are. Hey, David. Uh, I'm Stephanie Hudson, and I run Focus WP, which is a white label WordPress maintenance company for busy agencies. But I also build some websites myself and with my team over at my design firm, Sweet Tea Marketing. So I have a little bit to contribute there, and but I do know a lot about keeping Divi up to date and safe. So, you know, we'll see. But anyway, you can find me at either enjoysweettea.com or focuswp.co. Fantastic, Stephanie. So glad you're here. Hey, Tim. Hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here. And apologies for us starting late. That is my fault. I, uh, as I was uh, sitting down to get connected and everything, I dumped a fully uh, a full water bottle full of ice water all over my keyboard all over my desk all over my floor and so yeah I had to pick up the mess do the bare minimum to get that cleaned up oh my gosh well, we apologize myself. for we apologize for dogging you out Jim. we'll take it back <laughs> um, but you can find me online at divilife.com where all my Divi plugins, child themes, and layouts and tutorials are. Uh, WPGears.com, which is where I have a Divi business course with David Blackman, and then TimStrifler.com. But yeah, super excited to be here. Super excited for this topic because it's been a while since we've done like a very Divi topic. Like we've done a lot of kind of outside the realm. Uh, and so kind of getting back to like core Divi. Uh, it's going to be fun. So super excited. I, I definitely have more than one feature I want to talk about. So good. Awesome. We'll be here. Well, I was just, I was just joking, Tim. I've got 50. Can you top that? No, I'm just playing. At 51. <laughs> uh, my name is David Blackman. I'm the CEO of Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. Partners with Tim over at WP Gears, where we do courses and podcasting as well. So super excited for this topic. Divi has been around now for gosh, it's going to be seven year birthday this year since it's been around. And it has changed tremendously since December of 2013 when it launched, which was oddly enough when I started using Divi. That's when I discovered it and fell in love with it and have been using it ever since exclusively pretty much. Um, I don't think I've built many sites or, or my company has built many sites outside of Divi over the last seven years, uh, the majority of them, I'd say 99.9% .9 of them have been on Divi. So um, we love Divi. We're Divi fans, and I'm excited to hear what y'all's favorite features are as well. So who wants to go? Who, who's going first? 
Tim is Sorry, You need to define us. Yeah. Yeah, define us. What well, is yeah, not, not really defining so much, but maybe setting up the, the topic a little bit. Um, yeah. So as David mentioned, Divi has now been out for almost seven years. And since then, it hasn't stood still. They've been iterating and adding lots of new features and, and making the experience better. Um, Divi didn't start as a visual page builder. It was the only the, the backend block builder, uh, which now they call wireframe view. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely evolved a lot. And so there's some features that I think that have been around since day one that are still extremely powerful. And then there's some uh, newer features that have been released within the last couple of years that are, are, are very, very powerful. So um, we're just going to kind of talk about um, some of our favorite features um, that we think are, are really useful and, and maybe some are, are obvious ones, but we still want to talk about it. And maybe some are kind of lesser known ones that people forget about because um, I, I definitely forget about Divi features all the time. I'll, I'll go in and, and see something like, oh, I totally forgot that was there. I saw the announcement post said that was really exciting. And then after that kind of forgot about it. Um, so yeah, I, I guess if, if I'll go first with the first feature, which is actually the most recent feature, uh, which is the layers view. Um, and I think this is an incredibly powerful feature that I, I think a lot of people don't realize, but it basically brings together your entire page into one little settings panel. So you can kind of get a high level view of the entire page, um, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, I was reading through some of the comments on the, the blog posts when they announced it. And some people were confused with the term layers view. And they thought it was a little misleading because they thought it was like a new feature for adding like additional layers on top of the site. Um, it's weird that they would think layers meant like layers. Right. I know. Exactly. <laughs> How yeah. could they think it meant but, what it said? <laughs> what the heck? But where and it's coming layers. from is it's a reference to like Photoshop and design apps where you have all of your layers and you can kind of see and you turn on and off different layers and then you can adjust the settings on a per layer basis. So I, I think that's where they're getting it from. It doesn't work exactly the same way as like Photoshop because really with the website, you kind of, you have sections that stack. And of course you can overlap different things like that and have different layers. But um, for the most part, your, your page kind of goes from top to bottom. Um, but yeah, basically it's a table of contents for your entire page. And so you can basically see kind of a high level of everything and adjust and drag and drop without having to, um, even in wireframe view, if you're trying to reposition stuff, it can be kind of tedious. And so this allows you to reposition uh, the order of stuff really easily. So I think layers view is an awesome new feature. So that was the first one I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I think, um, I think our team, whenever it was announced in our Slack general chat, all of the front end and back end developers were like, Oh, did you see this? Love it. I mean, they, they went kind of bonkers over what you were talking about and stuff. Cause I do think that is a fantastic new feature. And Stan, I haven't looked Tim, at you it just, yet. You just told my one. You stole my one, Tim. You stole it. I'm done. So, <laughs> my problem that was really yours. My problem with Divi, which you know, like I love Divi, love, love, love. But because all the new features come, like often what I do is I try and keep the website that I'm building up to date. And then I don't really update my older sites until I know it's in a stable position. Sometimes that's tricky because they're constantly bringing out new things that catching the stable position can be tricky, um, which I'm sure we'll come to later. But um, yeah, so at the moment, I actually haven't had a chance to catch that new feature. So often I'm like maybe a feature behind, I would say, in terms of the new stuff. We're I don't even know where one. the layers view is. It's, I'm looking at a site right it's now. It's bottom right. So when you you open up the the Divi you know menu stuff at the bottom, on the the bottom right, there's a little layer icon. It's small and it's gray, so it's kind of hard to see. I I, I just it play with it for like the first in time the today. in the back end experience. No, it's it? on it's on uh, uh, the front end experience. I actually don't know where the it is on the back end. The front end experience. I'm sure, I know I it's mean, on the front end. I don't the front end. I don't either. I use the. I'm all about the back end. Nothing weird. Me too. I uh... well, I like the front end. Look, look. I'm going to tell you. Uh, it's getting okay. weird. All right, I, okay. I have one. It's getting very weird, but I'm I'm being very genuine. The front end. Just I was forced to. I, I was forced. I, I was forced to use it for a while, and then I realized how much I liked it because I hated going front end 
to begin with. I, I wanted to go on the back end. Yeah. Well, it, it was I, really like dodgy for a long time. Like it took yeah. a long time for it to be not glitchy. But um, I still think that the back end view builder is better. This is my personal opinion because you can access everything you need to access. And true. then also because um, there are, I, I don't know if they've fixed it now, but last time, Tim, you and I had a discussion around the fact that there are some third-party plugin bits that only show up when you're in the back-end experience compared to the front-end one. And so yeah. I don't know if they've fixed that now, but for me, that was a huge big reason why, it, because you still see everything as you would on the Visual Builder end. But I also had a client the other day who clicked on use visual builder and for her, nothing worked. But then when we used the backend version of that page, it was fine. So I like, I just am never using the visual builder from the front end of the website anymore. So I don't see that stuff. Yeah. Well, no, th uh, the thing, go ahead. Oh, I, I just wanted to comment on, on what Sarah said about like plugin settings and stuff like that. Cause so yeah. WordPress has like a, a, a built-in uh, function, uh, I guess you can call it a function or a feature called meta boxes, right? And so like, for example, like uh, if you're on a page and you see the Divi meta box for like the page settings to make it like a blank page or, or whatever, like that's a meta box. And so you see them all over with different WordPress and WordPress plugins. So to Sarah's point, the visual builder doesn't pull in those WordPress meta boxes. So like if you're using a plugin that utilizes that for additional settings, like my plugins do that, well, then you yeah. can't access those settings from the front end visual builder. Yeah. You can only do it from and the back And there's nothing you're missing by using the back end builder. Correct. Like it, it looks exactly like using the visual builder in the front, but you've just got all of the extra stuff. So in my mind, there is no point to using the visual builder anymore. There used to be 100% and I was all in for it. But now I don't think there is any advantage to using the visual builder compared to being Except in the back unless Tim's you have a small monitor. <laughs> oh, the layers I mean, view? it would be in the back end builder. It would, we just haven't found where it is, but- Oh yeah, um, no, I think it's there. I just haven't- The only oh, okay. advantage I would say is if you have a small screen, um, you end up with the left bar when you're using the back end visual builder. And so for me, it's not a big deal because I've got a massive screen and so I'll just drag the screen bigger. But that would be the, the only thing I can think of that would mean, David, you're really loud at the moment. Um, that would be the only reason that I would think um, that the front end builder would have any advantage over the back end builder. So that is my personal opinion. So on that, I agree. that topic, I would say, obviously the visual builder coming along was one of the biggest things. And it mm. took a lot of us a really long time to adjust to it and yeah. to be willing to use it. And I think it is true for any new feature, for any of us who are building websites regularly, I would say it takes a while for us to embrace the new features. I think for a lot of new people in Divi, any new feature is like, oh, shiny object. Or if you're just building your own website, then you're gonna have a play around with the new features. But for a lot of us who are building websites again and again and again, I don't, we don't always have a lot of time to sit down and muck around with all of the new features, but equally we're very used to doing things in a certain way. So there's been an evolution with Divi where like, um, was it 2.4? I always get it wrong. I think it's 2.4 that broke everything. Um, yeah. So a lot yeah, of I us so. were at that phase, a lot of us were building like, doing a lot of padding and spacing all through CSS. And we had used code that Divi had built into it, like we'd use styles and then they dropped all these styles or they, they modified them. And all of a sudden 2.4 came out and all of our spacing carked it. Like it just completely <laughs> was broken. But the, the point in that is they were doing it to enhance things and then things moved forward and it was great because things moved forward. But a lot of us were still used to the idea of we do everything with CSS. That's how we do it. And we kind of felt pro. And then it was this adjustment of like, oh, am I willing to just use Divi to do the CSS? It doesn't feel as cool. Or like, oh, it's quicker to do all the buttons with CSS. And so it took us a long time to adjust over. The visual builder came. A lot of us were so used to using the block editor so used to it that I think it took a lot of us probably a good year to give it a go. And I know for Tim, you and I, we just like forced ourselves yeah, at some we point embraced it. and we embraced it probably sooner than a lot of people did. Yeah. But I know like it took like this massive effort of going, I will not let myself use the block editor on this next project. 
And then all of a sudden we got used to it and we like came along and we came like limping along to the new features. I think a lot of the Divi stuff is like that. All this new stuff comes, it's fabulous. It is amazing and technical and great, but we have to actually embrace it. And sometimes that can take a little while to give it a go, accept that it's going to be okay. And a lot of us got burnt super bad in 2.4 and are hesitant to necessarily always embrace the new stuff. 2.4 PTSD. <laughs> yeah, like hardcore, right? And at the time I only had like 10 websites. So it wasn't the end of the world. But if that had happened to me today, oh my gosh, like I'd be spending a month trying to fix them all, I would say. But in, in uh, Elegant Themes defense, nothing like that has happened again occasionally there will be some funny like there was there was one update where all of a sudden a whole lot of like spacing and stuff swapped did you guys get that one when like um all the column stuff something like something happened like the background suddenly jumped into the other columns backgrounds it was really weird but that is the only thing that has happened since 2.4 in terms of updating and since you know they've been better at announcing new features and kind of preparing us for the fact that updates are coming We've all got better at that. And I would say I haven't had a website significantly break unless it's had heaps of third-party plugins and particularly uh, Divi third-party plugins. That's the only real time. And it's only because that plugin hasn't been updated to the new version of Divi and you just need to hold off just a little bit longer. So in like, I know we talk crap about 2.4, but it, it was really hard for us at the time. But I think Divi's got better at helping us know we've got better at holding off before we jump. Um, yeah. And I haven't seen anything huge break. And I think it, it was like, they knew it was going to be like, a, you know, poop was going to hit the fan type of thing with 2.4, <laughs> but it was like, they just had to do it because it was like, like you said, Sarah kind of setting fine, the but geez, for, you could have told us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing we talked about the uh, back in visual builder versus front in visual builder. And Carlos mentioned in the chat that one downside to the, the back end is that it does take a little bit longer to to save because on the front end it just does just the ajax save but on the back right. end it will like reload the, the page like you would that's normally true. be saving but besides that's that true. i totally agree and unless you yeah, change like your settings button yeah yeah unless you change your settings you can actually change that by the way if you don't like the fact that it always goes back to block mode you can change the default to like visual mode um i tend to keep it on Good block tip. mode because I, I just like it that way. And I think it refreshes faster. Sometimes, especially if the visual builder does the double load thing, although the double load seems much better these days. Um, but if it was doing the double load, then if it went straight to visual, that would be a little bit annoying. But yeah, there is a setting to change that if you don't like that. Stephanie, what's, your, what's one of your favorite features? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I have been really kind of geeking out about the theme builder lately yeah. I started doing that Good. one of the things one of the things that I and that it was like a, a bane of my divvy life was uh divvy life, divvy life. <laughs> shout out uh was blog styling like yeah. not just the posts but the archive pages and uh, like I don't want to do yeah. php I don't want to <laughs> I want something yeah. to be in there that I could just style the, all the like category and tags and author and blah, 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 just easily. And boom, that was it. That just did it. Yep. And because of that, I also then started playing around with the um, dynamic content, which was like, mm. like, that's amazing. I mean, I'm barely scratching the surface, but I, I just didn't even know really what use case that would solve for me previously. But boy, with those theme builders, you, oh, it's so fun. You can do so much with them. So that really opened up a lot for me. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I mean, for a lot of us, we were using page builder everywhere. And I'm um, sorry, David, like, you know, you probably lost it's okay. it. Still it's still works. It still has its, some, some uses. And yeah, stuff. there's still People some stuff oh, it that it does that you can't do with the theme builder. Yeah. It definitely does, but I would say for 90% of my sites at the moment, it has reduced the need for an extra plugin. And I think what Page Builder Everywhere did was invaluable and it probably pushed Divi to do what mm. they did. Um, and we are forever grateful that Divi now has that stuff included because it is one less thing that we need to do as a third-party thing. And anytime there is one less thing you need as a third-party option, things just run smoother. 
And mm -hmm. for clients, it's just a better end result if it's possible to run that way. So yeah, I would totally agree. Page like the theme builder has been fabulous. The header options, I think they're still they're still coming along. Like there are some things with the menu that I just don't love in the in the theme builder, but it's getting there. And the things it now lets you do are far better than what you lose um, by using the theme builder. So just I, I just love I love it. Love the theme builder, love dynamic content. They they yeah. make life much easier. Sarah is feeling yeah. the love. Archive pages, four four pages, she all is. of those pages. I'm yeah. so glad she's here. I think David's talking, builder. but I can't hear him. <laughs> we heard him. Uh, I heard him. Is it my turn? Do I get to give yeah, a feature yeah, now? Yeah, David. Do you like anything about Divi, David? This is like? simple. I can't hear anyone. This is this is very simple. I don't know. Maybe your AirPods quit working, Sarah. Can you all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, David. Okay, good. Um, one thing that I'm going to say that I love that's a very simple feature, but it has to do with marketing because that's mostly what I do, is I love the ability to enable and disable content on pages. So if we have a promotion coming up or we want to modify our homepage, for example, which is happening quite often, I can go in, add a section, and then disable our existing header, for example, you know, and not have to go back, re-import, export, rebuild, or anything like that. All I've got to do is right-click, hit disable, hit enable on the new section to replace that quickly, and that to me is one of the coolest things to be able to, you know, it, it, it in a way makes your site dynamic um, as opposed to static, you know, uh, it is a manual, I guess, dynamic method, but I, I just think for me, it's, it's awesome. I mean, cause when I'm always wanting to change stuff, you know, and promote things and do something different, but I don't want to lose our existing branding and, and things that need to stay there 85% of the time, 15% of the year, I may want to change some stuff and maybe makes it super easy to do that. And that's one of my favorite all-time features. Yeah, I, that's awesome, David. And I, and I do the same thing. And that's one of those like uh, use cases for a feature that like most people don't realize and stuff, but like, um, like that's a huge time saver because I, I do the same thing. Like I'll, I'll like craft like a a banner uh, or like something. I'll spend a ton of time on it for a holiday. And yes, you can uh, <coughs> save it to the library or export it and stuff like that. But when it's going to be on that same page, it's like, why not just leave it there and disable it? And then it's, you can come back to it and edit it later without having to start over, without having to import, you know, from the library. And so it's just a, a little thing, but like a huge time saver. But speaking of which, the library is freaking amazing. And the library has been around for a really long time. I think the need for um, global settings is reducing with um, some of the, you know, theme builder type stuff. But equally, I think, you know, the global settings are fabulous. Being able to um, just save, say, padding and spacing and those type of things and then um, reuse that all across your website and just update in one place and it updates everywhere. I think the library is really great for being able to back up things. Like if a client doesn't have a backup, I think it was Tammy said when she finishes a website, she goes through and she saves the layout of every single page into the library, which I think is a really smart idea as a way of if you're handing the website over to a client, because I have had clients come back to me and say, like my whole about page is blank. What do I do? And I'm like, well, you're not a maintenance client. I don't have a backup for you. So, you know, as a way of doing a really quick backup, yes, you can keep a backup on your computer, but then you have to load the backup and do all those things for them. Whereas if you just save the whole layout as into the library, like that's a really quick, smart thing for them yeah. to be able to use. That is. I've done that on sites and uh, I'll do that, but then I'll have um, variations because what I'll kind of oh, do yeah. is I'll, I'll, I'll explore. And so like, I really like this, but I kind of want to see what it would be like with this other variations. So it's like version control. Exactly. And I'll be like homepage, you know, uh, 3, 10, 20, 20 version <laughs> A, you know, Home whatever. Page. Final, final. Final, final. Version <laughs> four. Yeah. Yeah. I, I okay. So then, oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of like the evolution of the library, I guess one thing that has made global options slightly less um, 
needed is the expand feature so now when you um like you make changes to like say the padding or the spacing on a blurb on a page like you used to kind of have to make it global so that then it could work globally but now you don't have to make it global and you can just kind of or you could copy and paste yeah yeah Yeah. copy and paste which was a big oh yeah copy and paste was big first and then the extent style it was and that was like so I do better, like yeah. being able to copy and paste a whole section from one page to another. So you used to use the library for that. So say you made like a whole new no, section. No, I meant the styles. You... Yeah, oh, I meant right. like copy paste styles, like you're saying. Oh right? yeah. First you had so you to just definitely like do that. make a global module and duplicate it. And then you had, then you yes. could copy and paste the styles and then they came along with extend. Yeah. So like so the extend is fabulous. So if you haven't used it before, I think that idea of being able to right click and say, extend the styles of say this blurb and then you can say either to um this row this section this page i don't think you can do it globally across your whole website so i think that's where you still need your global um modules and that's still really handy but being able to extend the styles i think is just a very big time saver but also being able to copy and paste whole sections so sometimes i'll have worked on something and i suddenly go oh crap i didn't like put that across my whole website being able to grab a whole section and instead of having to save it to your library then go into the new page and add it from the library Mm -hmm. you can just have them in two different tabs copy a whole section and then go into your second tab and paste it the fact that you can do that between tabs i think is huge and saves me a lot of time yeah yeah i i still like uh sometimes copying and pasting styles um, Mm -hmm. opposed to doing extend styles. Cause sometimes you've, uh, it kind of just gives you more control over it where sometimes it's like, you know, doing like a find and replace or extend styles. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like, like, oh no, like, did I want to actually do that to everything? Like, I'm not sure. Um, but what else? Just do it for the row or just for the row or section or or page. Yeah. It's really cool. The granularity. Just in case. But what, what I, I like about the extend styles too, or even the copy and paste style is it doesn't have to be the entire styling. Like for example, you can like spend a lot of time crafting that perfect box shadow and it's like nice, Mm -hmm. just like, Mm, tasty mm-hmm. box shadow and you're like i want to use that, <laughs> that on other parts of the page so then you can extend the the yeah. shadow to everything to buttons to you know whatever and mm-hmm. so um so yeah that's super super handy too and, and that actually kind of brings us to a whole like group of features um i i call them workflow features uh they call them on their website efficiency tools and i feel like the efficiency tools or workflow whatever you want to call them that's one thing that really separates divi from the other page builders because to my knowledge the other page builders don't have any of that or maybe they have like one of those but um like divi has like different ways of doing things like we just talked about how you can copy and paste styles or you can copy and paste part of styles or you can extend or you can find and replace or you can do the the default style or whatever. So there's like 10 different ways to do something and you might use different methods and different scenarios based off of what you're trying to do, but it's just like, it all comes down to just being really efficient. So I actually did a, um, a couple months ago, uh, a blog post tutorial on five Divi workflow features. And after I got done with the video, people were saying like, oh, you forgot about this one. And then I would remember this one over here. And it's like, okay, there's way more than five, obviously. Like, <laughs> could have done like 30 Divi workflow features. Yeah. Yeah. I it agree. is. Uh, that's one of those things that it's like, it's a good thing and sometimes a tough thing. Like it's, it's tough to get up to speed when there's so many different mm-hmm. ways to do things, but it's tough to work it into your own workflow. But then yeah. it's good to Especially have options. Like it's it. better than being forced to do something that isn't perfect or whatever for you. But it could be a, a little bit of a more of a learning curve, I think. I think there is one thing with um, extend styles that's a bit glitchy that I don't know if you guys have noticed where if you like work on something and you end up adding media um, changes. So you've got like the desktop, tablet and mobile views and so you change say all the padding um and you do like all the different versions and then you just want to extend that to like all the blurbs on that page for example if you don't already have the the what's it called tim the um the media query thing open so like say all of the blurbs are just set on universal sizing if you then change it all on one and then you try and say extend, it won't extend to them. So just mm. as a little tip, you have to turn on the media thing before you can extend. Um, otherwise it doesn't 
it doesn't do anything. And then you're like, Argh! so if you've got a lot of blurbs, make sure you turn on media before you start making changes. Good tip. Hot tip. Thank you. Hot tip. Hot tip yeah. coming at you. <laughs> After me spending a long time turning on these stupid media things. All right. Who's next with them? What about, are there any old features that are still favorite features for some of you? Well, one I use like all the time would be the um, padding and margin. Like, I know it sounds like that's been there forever and it feels like it's been there forever, but it, it has not been there forever. And the fact that we could add padding and margin to modules, like, I think it it felt to a lot of us like we were, it was cheating, like when it first came along. And I think I fought against it a little bit. Like, no, I know the CSS, so I'm going to do the same with like shadows. I was like, no, I've been doing the shadows with my CSS forever, so I don't want to. But then like eventually I embraced it and I was like, man, I use this on everything all the time. And I the like that, that when you get along, rebellious that you get a different accent. <laughs> change right. it up a little <laughs> yeah so like I think I think there's a lot of those really basic things that when they came along it especially to new people I think it, it allowed them to get in the game quicker and easier and um yeah I use them all the time like absolutely all the time the drag and drop features being able to like link the top and the bottom padding that stuff is just like, it saves so much time. I love it so much. And I don't feel like I'm cheating anymore. I just feel like it's a different way of adding the CSS. Um, and so I think a lot of those really basic things, being able to change the font sizes and the font colors based on the, you know, H1, H2, all of that stuff. All of those basic things were things that save me so much time now. Stephanie, do you have any old features? You know, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to like think back to like some of the old features that like what really made me love Divi in the beginning, right? I'm trying to like remember what was it? And I think it was just the, uh, you know, it was before any visual kind of editing at all, but just the fact that you could move those modules around, the fact that it was drag yeah. and drop and it was just so fast to put those elements in place. But I don't know that that's like a feature. I think that's just Divi. I think that's just a page builder. But that's what I, um, that's when I, because when I started, it was, I was building websites in WordPress and I was using all these different themes that I would buy and stuff. And I was so tired of the learning curve. And I said, I'm going to just get a subscription to someplace that has a bunch of themes that I can work with. So I know all the like structure, I can just move really quickly. And I signed up for Elegant Themes and like months later, a few months later, that's when Divi came out. And I was like, oh, let me try this new one. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like, so that just blew my mind. It just absolutely changed everything about my business and my workflow. So, you know, I don't know, like as far as like a feature, I think there's been so many of them. I think things like the transform and the animation and all of that, sometimes they can get a little um, like <laughs> over the top with things that, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, like, should that be built in or should that be? But where do you draw the line? Because when it comes to like you're saying, like the padding and the box shadows and all that, to me, those were really handy because it's yeah. like it's a it's several lines of code to do a box shadow. You know, I mean, like that's kind of annoying and you got to go calculate it someplace and all this stuff like that's hard. That's one of those ones. that's kind of hard. Then you to can extend it and copy and paste that shadow. I know. I'm saying like, her, as far Tim. as like being built in versus being, no, I'm saying like, I think it's nice that that's built in, but then I might complain about some of the other things. But then again, like, I don't know, I'm not, just cause I don't use transform that much. Does that mean I, uh, I think it should be built in? I don't know. Like all those things are kind of cool. As long as it doesn't slow the thing down, I'm all for having yeah. fun yeah. things to play with and Definitely. things to do. I, I have an old feature for you, David. Drop it on one, us, I think has been oh, out since literally it, version 1.0. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. The code module, extremely, okay. extremely powerful. Like it used to be people would think that, oh, like that's just where you place like short codes for gravity forms or other plugins and stuff, which you can obviously use a text module for too. But um, the code module, like being able to, to drop a script in there and then, and then like, or even like styling or something like, yeah, you could put styling in like the page settings or a million other places, but um, 
having the code module basically being able to run code just on that page and keep it like very contained and organized is super powerful. Um, so I think that's a, a, a huge feature that's been around forever um, that is uh, underutilized. I mean, Divi's adding all these features so you don't have to code. And so I'm bringing up the code module, but um, yeah, that, that's a favorite okay, that, so I, two I that I still use. bounce off that, one is the lock feature. Being able to lock a module so that your clients cannot do anything to it is very useful. I've never done that. I use it on the code one a lot. Um, So if you've had to put some sort of code in there, you don't want your clients touching that. And so being able to lock a thing and then um, bouncing off that again is in Divi's main, like Divi advanced, is it? No, integration. Um, So in the actual Divi settings itself, being able to do the header, and the footer code, being able to add in your Google Analytics, it's one less plugin that you don't have to have. And the amount of times, like I'm then working with some sort of third-party SEO person, and then they're like, oh, and can you install this plugin so you can add this header code? And I'm like, like, I don't need to, I got Divi. Like, we're good, we're all over that. So I think both those things. And then I guess another one bouncing off that would be the, um, the role editor. So being able to control what your clients are allowed to do or not allowed to do on your website, or even just hiding modules they will never ever need is very, very handy. And it cleans it up for your clients in the long run. So yeah, I think they will bounce off that. I have um, one that someone actually mentioned in the chat um, and it was Miro and he, (laughs) no, cause it's the simple things that mean a lot to me. So when you're building a website and you have an extremely long page, which we do a lot of landing pages, landing pages can typically be very long. Being able to name the sections is huge. That's a good one. Because when you come in and you look at, you know, a, a page that has however many sections, modules, rows, whatever, and you've got to go just edit one little thing do you know how much of a pain in the ass it is to go find that one thing if it's not labeled you mean if you're in like the wireframe view exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and and with the new layers view too that's even more important because uh the way that the layers break down and stack being able to if you don't have it named then it's i got really lazy once the visual builder came along i got really lazy i used to name everything because in wireframe mode you really needed to um but then when the visual builder came along i got really lazy and i stopped naming everything but i've learned that some clients really like working in the wireframe mode they actually find the visual builder really like a little bit overwhelming because when you hover over things like you're not really sure what is um, activating and we understand it, but for someone coming in new for them, the wireframe mode is a little bit easier. So I need to get better at naming things. The other thing that's new that I think SJ brought into Divi switch. Oh, maybe it wasn't Divi switch. Anyway, he um, came along where you could collapse sections. Remember how you never used to be able to collapse sections, but now you can collapse like whole sections. So if you've got a really long one yeah. and you like working in wireframe mode, which I guess layers probably helps with now as well, but um, yeah, you could collapse. You can collapse sections. That's quite a good new feature. That if you like wireframe mode, is really handy. I thought of one too. Just uh, that reminded me, Sarah, when you're saying like that, you don't name them anymore. I I'm the same way. But occasionally, like if there's something kind of complex or weird, I'll use wireframe mode and I'll I'll label a couple just to do it. Yeah. And the feature that I was thinking of is when you create a new page and you click Divi Builder, that it will say, "Do you want to use a pre-made layout?" <gasps> Yeah, existing layout or an existing page. Yeah, and that that one I use all cute. the time. Right, because didn't you used to? I used to. Yeah. Put, like, I used to have that plugin. Every site I had the duplicator plugin on every yeah. site, or not duplicator, but uh, whatever. The copy page. page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you could do that. So that was huge. But it's I found totally I saved this, another plugin. I know, and a ton yep. of time and stuff. And I just did that the other day. I duplicated it, and then I went back, and I had to jump into wireframe mode and I'm like wait what page because it was all the labels from a completely different page so it made no sense and I was like oh so that was a little downfall of that but but anyway that feature is amazing yeah Yeah, no that's a good one um and I feel like that's one that they kind of snuck in like it wasn't like a 
it, it was just all of a sudden one day it was there and I was like, oh, I didn't know you yeah. could do that. But it it saves you from having to like save to library or use a duplicate page plugin. So good. Offer clients, like if you've made like a, um, often I used to make them a template for a blog post, but now they can just duplicate another blog post and just yep. change it up. Mm -hmm. Easy. Um, oh, what was what I was going to say? Ah, oh, dang it. I like found one and I was really excited about it. <laughs> I got distracted. And then we derailed you. <laughs> Oh wait. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I don't remember how old it is or how new, but the, um, the history and then being able to hit like command Z yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. that's okay. super handy, especially because I use WP engine, which does not have, uh, the post revisions on. And so yeah. as long as you stay in that visual builder session and you don't like, you know, close or whatever, you have a revision history that's right there, which is yep. nice. Yeah, I another that. one that's that I really don't use all that often, but when I need it, it's so handy is that tiny little zoom out button. Like David, when you're talking about doing long um, landing pages, I thought that's the one you were going to say, actually, so you can hit it and it'll just zoom out so you can see the whole thing really tiny. Oh, I've never used that. Yeah, I, I forgot it's, about that feature. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's I nice. said, it's just a little one, but it's kind of handy if you're Okay, so this one's a like a view. kind of off the beat type one, but the new support center I find quite useful. So um, being able to go into the support center and it tells you your system status and it'll give you like whether or not you're set up correctly. So whether or not your post max size is set up and the max execution, if clients are having trouble with like speed of stuff, because sometimes you inherit a site or sometimes you go and put it onto another server and suddenly they're like, oh, it's running so slow. And then you can go and look at that and go, oh, well, your server doesn't have like the right settings set up for it. I find that really handy. And then I also find really handy safe mode because I, I do use a lot of third-party plugins and there are plugins that occasionally cause issues. So just being able to turn on that safe mode, if something is just being super buggy, it's really handy because it doesn't affect the front end. It doesn't affect anybody else using the website, but it essentially is like deactivating plugins. Whereas I've always been too scared to deactivate plugins because you're affecting the whole front end of the website. And if someone's actually looking at the website, you then have to put in maintenance mode and it's this whole big thing. But now you can just use safe mode. Only you no longer see those plugins active, which is very useful. Oh, that's cool. I've never done that before too. Yeah, yeah look I've at us all anything. learning. <laughs> How have you never done that, Tim? <laughs> Wait a minute, I have, why are you surprised I have support that people that do to, support for me. I'm surprised that I haven't done it. Come on now. Well, because Tim has to like, <laughs> I know, he's dealing with the third party plugins. That was hilarious. You guys just both looked almost like you were looking at each other. And <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, um, no, yeah, I, so I have a support a team that, that does all the troubleshooting and stuff like that. So um, well, it's just, a, it's very handy if something's been buggy. Carlos, like, chime I in the chat if you that. use that feature for troubleshooting. Yeah, I know you guys are all saying a lot of stuff in the chat and we haven't. Uh, I know it's hard to keep up. They're active. Today. We haven't even been calling them out. I know. Oh, I know a new feature that's come in that oh, I love so much. It's coming. Okay. It's the color picker default palette. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. So in Zuby theme options. I'm so excited. I don't Is know this how long it's been around for. Does well, it, it, it might have been there forever, right? But I've only discovered it in the last, oh, I would okay, say, gotcha. six months to a year. But maybe it's been there forever. But being able to change the default palette. So when you go into the Divi theme options, you've got the like best. the red, green, blue, whatever, and it's super ugly. But mm -hmm. once you've picked your color palette for your website, being able to actually set the default ones, then when you go into a website and you say like add, like change the background color, your default palette comes up. And so if you've got it set up, you've got your light gray and you've got your dark blue and you've got your whatever. Mm -hmm. And then every time you like change the color of a heading text, it gives you your default palette. Oh, I used to copy it. I used so to nice. like open up another module and then copy it or use like my mm -hmm. color picker tool on my website, on my computer so that I could get the right color. Oh, saves me so much time. I don't know. It's probably been there forever, but I already discovered it in the last year. There's also, um, the recent is also handy. Like for sites when I haven't taken the time to go in and add all of those, instead of say there's saved and there's recent. And so if you've recently selected it, you can click to that, then it'll oh. show ones that you've recently selected, which is oh, cool. 
for just quick little fixes. Like if it's a site that's already been built or whatever, and you're just going in there to do a couple little tweaks or something, you don't need to go in and set up their whole color palette, you know? Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. How funny is I'm it? Have to look how many today. of these things like that one or two of us will know and not all of well, them? Well, that's that's yeah. because there's a, like a billion features in Divi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. yeah, they are. It is very true. Very, very true. And I feel like we have only touched on a few and it's like been 50 minutes, <laughs> which no. is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I, I think my favorite, I've, I've already talked about this, but I, I nerd out over the workflow efficiency features because um, like we've talked about, like Stephanie, you said, like you can do a drop shadow with, yeah. with code super easily. And, um, and so like that feature isn't a necessity it's nice that it's there and it can save you a little bit of time and you can fine tune it uh, better than you, you might be able to or more easily than you can with, with C custom CSS. But like the efficiency tools, like that's like, yeah. that's software at time. its finest. Yeah, that's a time saver. That's, it, that's not something that can be done with code, you know? So like, are you talking, what are you talking about? Things like the undo and the history and the, like, is um, that what you're talking about? I'm mainly thinking of like find and replace, extend styles, copy oh, and yeah, pasting, yeah. styling, stuff like that. Um, so like, yeah, those efficiency tools that like, you, you know, you design Blurable. a blurb and you don't want to have to like go do that again from scratch or yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so you can just uh oh, the amount of times that you like create a header and then i mean even now it's a little bit like this but um like you create a header and then you make changes and then you have to go into every single page and like change that thing and it just takes you forever and ever and ever and ever and then when global styles came in and you were like i just have to do it once like just once and then it changes the padding on everything oh my gosh <laughs> like that stuff like blew my mind when it came in and it just saved me so much time to be able I think they they could still do some tweaking because global you know it's got its shortfalls definitely and there are times mm -hmm. I can't use it but saves me so much time I gotta say yeah <sighs> all right Stephanie, I'm, Stephanie I'm running you're dry you're I know I'm running dry on ideas about um, the very old favorite visual builder. One feature that I feel like is is one that uh, is really handy, but you like for those of us that have been using Divi for a while probably forget about or don't use, and that's the searchable settings. Um, oh, I use that all the time because I don't gotten, know where anything is. They keep moving stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know well, I, I do it all the time for modules. So if I want text module, I don't have to scroll all the bottom. I just type, you know, T-E-X and then it's like, boom, right there. Oh, but, that one. But I never do it for uh, for like settings and stuff. I just like oh, go I into the design all the time. Path, scroll, for scroll, a line. scroll. I write A-L-I oh, so much because they have like all the different <laughs> align settings in so many different places that I'm like, if I just write A-L-I, all the align settings come up. Yeah. One little like that, little that right there, it's like such a small feature, but like huge time saver, like so powerful. Yeah, well, spacing. Oh, bam, I'm there <laughs> straight away. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give an old one that's still really useful, I find, um, with working with teams and stuff. If you have, you know, a, a team that you're building websites with, and it's the role editor and stuff. So, like, we have content writers for our sites, and some content writers may need. A little bit more flexibility than an editor status you know or an author status and we want to maybe allow them to do one extra thing but we don't want to give them administrative status so i find that role editing when you have teams and stuff is a really really great thing now that's been in divi for quite a while um, but it's just a powerful tool that i still think is super valuable today yeah I think there's a lot of things like that. One, one of the newer features that I really like is probably all of the ability to change things based on desktop, tablet, and mobile. Um, and I know it's not perfect. And I know people are going to always whinge about the fact that like the breakpoints can be funny right. and not always work that well. But there are some super functional things like being able to change the background image based on whether you're on a desktop or a mobile. That is huge. Like we used to have to duplicate modules and then and hot, disable and then, and then hot, enable. Yes. Oh yeah, that's dynamic content, right? Yeah, oh. I personally, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, probably not. Um, um, I, uh, not wait, no, what is it? Uh, 
responsive content. Is that what it is? I know it has the I word content. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about Something the background like image thing, but I know about like the changing the padding or the width or things like that. It's just like you yeah. hit the little mouse arrow and it opens up for desktop, tablet, mobile. Is that what you're talking yeah. about, Sarah? Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, I think, yeah, for spacing, it's been around for a while for spacing. Like that was the first thing it came to, but being able to come to like background images or even changing the background color or the background gradient, like you can change all those things about that. And that is a huge deal because it means that um, like if you are on a desktop, you want the image to be landscape, but if you are on a mobile, you want it to be portrait most of the time. So you want to completely change the image or maybe suddenly you had a gradient, but it went like two thirds was dark and then it went light. And all of a sudden on a mobile, that doesn't work anymore. That was really frustrating. And that was a huge thing that changed. And then along with that came the hover effects. And so being able to change a whole hover state, whether that was to change mm -hmm. a background overlay or whether that was to change um, an image or an a color image, yeah. or like those things, we had to have whole separate plugins to be able to achieve. And now they're like, they're just built in. They're available yeah. at like the touch of a, like a click and then yeah. you can turn it on. Those things are huge. Being able to add a link to a whole module that used to yeah. take so much CSS. And I was like, guys who know PHP, help me. I need to like, and now you can just add a link to a whole module that like those That's funny, things. I almost never use that. I always am like- I know, I, I rarely do too. But talking about the responsive, so like what you guys were saying was basically a blend of two features. So like the responsive styling, that's been there for a while, but the responsive content was released just uh, August of last year, being able to change content stuff. Content versus styling, yeah change the background image or right. um, like you said, Sarah, uh, the hover uh, image and stuff yeah. like that. So being able to change the content on hover and different devices, yeah. that's newer. But yeah, they were like, huge. I think that basically huge, like huge features that merged the gap because now you can, like you said, you can totally change it, not just the styling, but also the content on yeah. hover. And I, I don't devices. know from a technical perspective if it really is better for, for um, SEO, but I feel like it's not good the way we used to have to have duplicated modules so that then you could show it one way to, for desktop and one way for mobile. I think that that wasn't great the way yeah. we used to have it. And I think it's better the way it is. Cause now. that content oh, totally. is still read by. Right. So it would basically, yeah. the, it would load the HTML of, you know, an image, for example, on all devices, it would, it would load both of them in the HTML. Yeah. And then with CSS, it would disable them based off. Of yeah. The and the bad the part about that was for some clients, they would have two H1s that were exactly the same same as each other, just right. disabled depending on what device you're on. I don't think that's good. So I think this is far better from that perspective. Oh, totally. Hey, we're, we're almost done, but I, I have a fun question. I think what's your, what's on your wish list? <laughs> you guys have one? Like, what do you wish Divi? A Divi AI, where it just builds AI. the website. <laughs> I just no, think it, it comes to life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Um, I think I would like them to do more work in the, the builder area, sorry, the theme builder in terms of the heading. Like I know that we can use third party plugins. I know it's pretty good at the moment, but I feel like it's still really lacking in terms of your ability to fully customize and in terms of like your flexibility with particularly that menu module. The menu module just feels like it's really lacking your, your ability. Once it goes down to mobile, choosing where it actually goes and how it functions. I think it's still really glitchy. And it means that if I could get away with not using the theme builder, I will, cause I still feel like it's a bit, it doesn't give me as much flexibility as the actual good old header module used to have. Um, so I don't know. I feel like that's still really lacking. Yeah, Nancy just mentioned it in the chat and I agree, having more control of WooCommerce. So the WooCommerce yeah. modules um, are really powerful and then like with, mixed with the theme builder is really good. Um, but having more control, like I'm pretty sure now you still can't uh, do like custom, like full on custom checkout and, and cart uh, pages with yeah, with right. the Woo builder. So yeah, I think I feel like there's I think they said there's another like 16 modules that they'll be bringing to Divi for Woo yeah. uh, for the checkout cart and then some additional Would that stuff be the too. theme builder. 
I mean, it's it's kind of that. both because the Woo Builder came out before the Theme Builder, and it allowed you to create really complex and uh, custom product pages. But you would have yeah. to do that for each product page individually, and then right. so then when the Theme Builder came, then you could use that as a template yeah. and assign it to all product pages. So yeah, it's right. like kind of separate, but like without the Theme Builder, it's not nearly as powerful. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> David, have we bored you? You're muted. <laughs> not, at, not at all. This has been awesome. What's really been awesome is to hear Sarah's enthusiasm. Giving, I, you know? I know, Sarah, how did <laughs> this wound up at 8 a.m.? Yeah, she's like, she's like, I'm not sure if I have much contributed or not. And the next thing you know, she's just like, Brr. I didn't say that. Oh, these amazing things. Come on, <laughs> I normally say that, <laughs> but I build in Divi every day. Like, this is my life. It's just building think, websites in Divi. I, th I think of the four people here, Sarah definitely builds more than the rest oh, yeah. of us build on a daily basis. That's because you guys went off and made yeah. fancy businesses, doing yeah, all these fancy it. things. <laughs> we still do it. It's just now it's teams, you know, that do the work that we used to do. So... Um, Speaking of, I think uh, for for those of us who aren't in it up to our elbows every day, like Sarah, I think it is good to still stay connected, to still get in oh, there every once in a while yeah, and yeah. Uh, have these kind of conversations and to share stuff because otherwise you don't even know what's possible. So how do you go out and bid a project properly or how do you even talk about to your clients what's possible or things like that, you know, so I think this is really good. It's given me some good juicy stuff to think about and to plan for. Yeah, definitely. Um, talking about our wish list, I thought of something that's on my wish list, which I'm pretty sure is on the roadmap. I don't know if, if, if something that's soon or what, but basically um, like we have the ability to set default styles, right? Yeah. But basically having like taking that to the next level and being able to have different starting points. Because if you think about it, every Divi website has the same starting point in terms of styling, right? It's all very basic in the beginning, but it's yeah. the reason why, like you, if you see someone who's maybe newer with Divi uh, and you can, like, you can tell it's a Divi right away. And it's because there's that, those default styling and it takes a lot of uh, manipulating. The blue that loads behind the menu before it is. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that, little <laughs> things like that. And so basically um, having kind of taken that, concept of default styles and having different starting points. So when you start right away with a, um, a Divi website, you, you, you can have a entirely different like default styling, um, you know, whether those are, are pre-made by Divi or being able to export different like uh, styling onto a site. So I'm not talking about like a child theme or a layout. I'm talking about like all the styling of all the modules styles. and stuff. So like, if you think about like yeah. almost like a UI kit, that you you know you, yep. you buy off of like UI8.net or a any of those AI, AI. <laughs> no, UI I think they, if they were gonna make that work, I would hope they spent a little bit more time in fixing the customizer so that it worked better because there's things like buttons, for example. You still can't style customizer. Yeah, customizer's going crazy. away. That's old school. Like their biggest regret, like Nick and Kenny have told me that their biggest regret was building as much as they did into the customizer. Yeah. So well, like I mean, that's going to go away and they'll have a whole else, new interface. If I put that somewhere else and you could actually customize buttons properly so that every button, if you pick light, it looks like this. If you pick dark, it looks like this. And it spoke yeah. higher than just its own stuff. And it spoke to every button, no matter the third party plugin. Oh my gosh, that would be like yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, important. I don't think it's possible to do third party plugins though, because. Oh, but come on. How amazing would that be? Yeah. The third party plugin <laughs> would have to enable it and tell Divi that, hey, this is what a button is. And then, yeah, like, you, the right you know, inherit directors. anything that is defined in Divi as a So that's on WordPress. So WordPress should speak out to everybody and say, hey guys, let's just all call buttons this one thing. Yeah. yeah. And then it would be amazing. <laughs> all right. It's all wound up. I can't even get over it. You, you, you guys, we've blasted past an hour. So I know we could talk Divi amazing. We were late at the start. Another yeah. couple of hours. So this guy's fault. Are there, are there like final thoughts that you guys want to pass along? Yeah, I got a final thought, which I'm but saying to myself. 
and it's really yeah, I'm exciting. I'm saying this one to myself as well okay. because I don't spend enough time in the Elegant Themes blog and I think as mm. someone who is building websites all the time, I see these new features come and I think, oh, I could imagine, but unless I have an actual use case like that week, I'm very unlikely to actually go and have a look at it and properly like play around with it unless I have something specific or sometimes I'll vaguely think, oh, I think there's a feature that can do that, but I'm not spending enough time in the Elegant Themes blog and maybe playing around with new features when they come along. So I'd love to make some time for myself each week, even if it was just half an hour to like keep myself up to date on what are the new features and just having to play and maybe having a test site where I can muck around with stuff and get to know it a little bit more. Because I know when I forced myself to use a visual builder like that, it really opened stuff up for me. And I am not as consistent at doing that now with the new features. Yeah. Yeah, my, my final thought is similar um, in, a, in that like with, especially if you're in the habit and you've been using Divi for a while, we, like we, we've discussed, it's hard to like get out of what you're used to doing and stuff. And so I agree yeah. with Sarah with, you know, setting time aside to play with new features and, and get familiar and everything, um, especially with like the efficiency and workflow stuff, because those are huge time savers. Um, like those are things that like will free up time to do other things and help make you more money. Like the faster you can create a website, the more websites, projects you can take on, the more money you're going to make. And so it's like, it's an investment of time that like you will get that back. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I think, uh, kind of forcing yourself to use it. I feel like there's a balance though, because if you are constantly like, Oh, new feature, then it's like the shiny object syndrome and then it's going to slow you down. So like, yeah. don't let it slow you down. But I think what Sarah said is perfect. Set aside time to like intentionally use the new features and get familiar with them. And then you can start working them into your, your normal routine and workflow. Yeah. Uh, I think for my final thought, I would say, um, I think that this might be slightly off of the topic a little bit, but in my mind, it isn't. So uh, there's a lot of competition. You know, Divi has some big competitors and we all know who they are. There's three or four of them that are constantly named in the same questions Wix. and posts and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Wix, Weebly. But, uh, None of them have the efficiency tools. It doesn't matter. Like my point is we don't need to be haters. No, and I'm there's joking. a lot of people that are Divi haters and my thing is always like, these tools are so powerful and so robust and they all have strengths and weaknesses. And it's like, you just, if you don't focus on something, then you're gonna, you're not gonna use any of them to the full. Like if you're using Elementor and Beaver Builder and Brizzy and all these ones, and then you just wanna dip a toe into Divi, like you're not gonna see fully what it has. And no. it goes with all of them. So. Those guys and that that's are, why none of us have jumped ship, right? Right. This is this is Divi chat. So you guys that are here obviously are Divi users. And so don't, I, I just think not because I think necessarily that Divi is the best out there or isn't, it's just- But it is. It's an awesome tool though. So you like stay focused and don't yeah. get yeah, yeah. So caught up I'm in with all the others and how everybody else is like, oh, well there's this new one or there's that thing that right. this one does yeah. better. And it's like, just learn your tool and make yeah. it, with it. Like, work the best for you. Yeah. Yeah. And there probably is some things that the other tools are doing better, right? Like there's probably some things that Elementor are smashing it that we don't have those access to, but we don't know because we're not using them. But there's no point in jumping around again and again and again. Because like you say, you're going to just be faster. Even if you're lacking a tool here in Divi, you're going to be faster because you know it, you know how to do everything, you know how to smash it out. And I think it's like those people who change to-do lists like every five seconds because they think it'll make them more productive, but then they spend all the time setting up the new to-do list. Right. They never actually do the things. Like, I think it's the same thing that totally. maybe Divi does have a few things that it's missing out on, but I still don't think it's worth jumping ship just because of that. Yeah. That and and it's, it's coming. So like they're, they're yeah. trying to keep up with their competitors. So that's coming. And, and they've made up a lot of ground because the theme builder was like that huge thing that the competition had and then they, yeah. they have it. And, uh, some of the kind of the, I'll call them neutral parties because they're YouTubers that do tutorials on all of them. Um, <laughs> even even some that like have been very pro like Elementor, for example, have stated that like Divi's interface for the theme builder is better than the other competitors. So. Um, well, that's nice. It's worth the wait then. Yeah, exactly. David? Well, 
take us home. What do you got? I don't know that I have any in that parting thoughts. Ready? Yeah, David has a latte. <laughs> what do you got? Other, other than uh, Divi is awesome, and um, it's gotten it's changed tremendously since day one, since December of 2013, and it continues to evolve. And I think that the team behind uh, Divi. Uh, Elegant Themes is doing some really amazing things and they're, um, they care about the community. We know that and that's huge. Uh, so, you know, if there's something in there that you don't have yet, it's probably coming, but they're very calculative on, on when they're going to release stuff and how they're going to do it and stuff. So I just encourage you to go have fun with Divi, you know, I used to have fun with it. That's why I fell in love with it. Cause I could, I just liked building sites with it and stuff. So, yeah. Well, it's been awesome to just sit here and listen to you guys talk about all the amazing features with Divi. And next week we've got another great topic. I have no clue what it is. Stephanie, do you know what it is by chance? Uh, she doesn't. I will That's all right. I'm, I'm not throwing you under the bus. We're doing part two, our favorite Divi features, new and old. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, too. Part two. Think, is it something about Jetpack, I think? <laughs> We hey, I'm gonna say this right now. We need a Jetpack Two episode so we can redeem ourselves <laughs> from the Jetpack One we? episode. Do we really? <laughs> no, we don't. It's no. uh, funny. Here, let's get it over with right now. Don't use Jetpack. Boom, done. <laughs> that's funny. That was hashtag worst TV chat episode. We'll let you know what it is and give us some more topics because yeah. we talk about yeah, we things and we've had so many today. episodes that you know we're running out. You got to give us some more episodes, topics. All right. Well, and also, you know what to do, Pablo. Get them to hit that button. Smash it. Like we're it, doing on the comment, smashing. Share it. Do all the stuff. Thank you, Pablo, for things. taking care of us in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Keeping everybody. Yeah. Thanks for everybody for coming. And Smash that like gonna, button. We're gonna Smash catch y'all. We'll catch y'all all next week, and I probably won't be in a coffee shop, so that'll be good. You never know. Tim yeah last time i got cut off so give me give me enough time here david (laughs) this is quite a build up that's that's why that's why i'm waiting take care (laughs) bye-bye see everybody